Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel has been published in Forbes and the Hartford Business Journal. He's been an analyst on Fox Connecticut, NBC30 and WTNH Channel 8. And you see him every weekend as the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundlin, also on WCBB Channel 5 in Boston. Joel, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's great to be here, John. It's great to be here recording another program uh, in our great country. Um, I'm really excited about the fall being here. You know, I think it's just going to be sort of a reset, sort of a snapback from what has been a summer full of um, anxiety for many, fear. My mom and dad live out in Iowa. You know, first they didn't take things seriously when it came to the pandemic. Then some people around them got sick, and then they took it really, really seriously. And there's just been this angst. And um, now, of course, we've got uh, school kids. Um, So those of you that are listening to me right now have school kids or maybe grandkids. A lot of those schools are not open, um, not open at all. Some of them are open two days a week um, for some kids, and then the other two days uh, in the week for other kids. Some are have kids there this week, and the next week they'll have off, and the other half of the kids will be there uh, next week. Very, very unsettling for people. Um, there's been reports of additional domestic problems. Um, there's been an increase in drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, there are some really, really tough things going on out there with in, in our country, which a year ago was an incredibly prosperous and quite comfortable um, society. And so for most, for most people. And so I'm happy to be coming into the fall. It, sound, it feels fresh, feels like a new season, and uh, it feels like we can do a little bit of a reset to our mental attitude here. Well, yes, let's talk about resetting that mental attitude and just calming down. Like some people, I don't know if it's too many months of quarantine or uh, you know, too much cable news. I don't know what it is. But some people are really high strung about some financial issues. So, uh, Joel, I'm going to give you some examples of things that people might say when they're feeling anxious and worried, and, and you tell us how you would respond to that particular concern. Okay, how about this? We believe there's going to be another Great Depression, and we don't want to have any money in the bank because it might disappear. Where else should we keep our cash? Should we keep it in a safe at the house? Um, I wouldn't mind keeping a little cash in a safe at the house, but I would not worry about the banks disappearing as long as you don't have more than a quarter million dollars at a bank, uh, at any one particular bank. I mean, you know, our federal government is incredibly strong. Um, They have a massive capability of borrowing money to prop up banks if they need to. And so I, I am not worried at all. I have more than the maximum in a bank, and I'm not worried about having uh, more than the maximum at a bank that's guaranteed by the FDIC. Um, so I, I think just a conversation there with somebody that understands banking and the reserves and the regulatory um, requirements would, would help you out if you are feeling like there's going to be another uh, Great Depression. Now, I will tell you that I was worried about a not the banks failing, but a problem happening because of the pandemic and maybe banks not being able to function for a little while, especially, um, you know, I like cash. I feel good with a little cash in my pocket. So I did take some money out of the bank and stash it in the house and just have some money in case, you know, there was a problem. I had, you know, lots of $20 bills. I could go around and at least function in society. Um, But 
as far as the banks failing, I was never worried about the banks failing, and I don't think you need to either. So of the list of things to worry about, that should not be one of them. How about this? I'm certain we're living in the end times, and we don't want to have any money in the market. What's the best way for us to get all of our money out? Uh, you would sell. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not that hard. I, I don't know where the money is, but if the money's in the market, that means, you know, you don't have, um, you probably don't have physical stock certificates. If you do, that's a bad idea. Um, you probably have uh, the stock at a brokerage firm. You just pick up the phone or you go online and you sell and say, send me a check or do a wire transfer into my bank account, which we were just talking about a moment ago. Um, or you leave it with the brokerage firm and just leave it in money market accounts. Um, so it's it's not hard. Now, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, unless you're planning on, you know, dying in a very short period of time and you just want cash to be able to pass on, I don't think it's a good idea. Or you need all that money in a short period of time and it shouldn't be. Remember, money in the market is really three-year, five-year or more money. Um, it should not be money unless you're a speculator, unless you're a trader, which most of you are not. Maybe none of you are. You should not have money that you're going to need in six months to a year, maybe even up to three years in the market. You should have a reserve of cash or money market funds that's not subject to the up and down markets. But it's pretty easy to sell if you want to. You just either get on the phone or or uh, bring your certificates to a brokerage firm or go online and sell the stocks. All right. So how about this, Joel? If somebody said this to you, I was supposed to go on an African safari this fall, but I've obviously had to cancel that. I can reschedule it for the spring, but it'll cost me nearly 30% more to go at that time of year. But I feel it's worth the extra money because the animals are quickly dying off because of climate change. Is it worth paying a little extra to make sure I get the chance to see them? Wow, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I think I'm getting a headache. I think there's three or four different things going on there. So first of all, I was supposed to go to South Africa with my son Noah in the spring. And of course, that got canceled um, because of the pandemic. Um, but first of all, as far as paying 30% more, that does not make any sense to me. Um, any business that is in tourism, that are running resorts, um, travel, everything should be much, much, much cheaper right now because they need to sell rooms at hotels they need to sell seats on airplanes um and so that makes no sense at all that it's 30 percent more i would suggest you go to a different company or something there um is it worth the extra money because the animals are, are quickly dying off you know i'm not going to comment on that i don't know the specific animals and and uh you know the specific climate change effect on those animals in that certain area of the world um, but I will tell you this, I'm a big fan of travel. I am a huge fan of travel. I think it's healthy. I think it's emotionally healthy. I think from a political standpoint, you go to other countries, it will change your view of the United States and how it works and doesn't work. Um, and so I'm a huge fan of travel. And by the way, when you travel, don't stay at the Ritz-Carlton in the middle of the downtown financial district in Milan, for instance. Get out where the people are. Get out where the real people live. That's how you find out what a country is about. So um, I'm with you. You know, get get there as soon as possible. Get to the places you want to travel as soon as possible. Um, is it worth paying a little extra to make sure you get the chance to see the animals? Uh, sure. You know, you, you only live once. Make sure that your financial house is in order. Make sure you're not borrowing a bunch of money. Um, but if if you want to create an experience then pay for the experience. And I think that's okay. You know, we can get in a situation where we're such good hoarders, excuse me, such good savers that we become hoarders and we never spend anything. And that's kind of tragic when, when we see that happen with older clients. All right. What if you get this email from a client? My son says I should put half my money in gold. I told him I'd ask Joel about it. 
Yeah, and usually this is the son that doesn't have a job, um, <laughs> you know, or, or works, uh, you know, reads to, has lots of time, and so they're, they're reading. I don't think, first of all, here's the thing, okay? You would put half your money in gold either as a short-term trade or because you have no faith in the currency. I think I can promise you this. If the financial system collapses, you don't want to be walking around in the woods with a backpack full of gold. It's very, very heavy. Um, you probably want tents, um, some way to hunt. I don't think you want a bunch of gold. So you're not going to make the argument with me that you should put half your money in gold. Now, should you have a little bit of your money in gold or some type of precious metals? That's yeah, a pretty good inflation hedge or, or a fear hedge, a panic hedge in the short term. Um, but, you know, first of all, be careful of listening to relatives that have your um, best interests at heart. A lot of times they're wrong. And, um, and I would be very careful of the short-term reactions because, again, you have a long uh, life expectancy. You should probably tell your son to put half of his money in gold if he has any money. I don't know if you did this intentionally, Joel, but we're, we're talking about this, you know, like high anxiety sort of mindset that people have. And it's like your, your voice right now is just very calming. You're just very calm in your explanation of these, uh, these issues. I don't know if that was... Uh, intentional or just sort of a subconscious thing, but it actually, it makes us sound, you're, you're the voice of reason in all this well, craziness <laughs> swirling around us. John, John, I appreciate that. Don't ask me to run for office though, please. <laughs> well, wouldn't do that. Although I do, I do uh, stay off Twitter if that helps anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of a statement there, I guess. Certainly can't hurt. All right. How about this? Uh, one more. I know we talked about waiting until I'm at least 65 to start my social security, but my best friend is telling me the money isn't going to be there later, so I should claim it now. So uh, I think this is a little bit like the sun saying we should put half our money in gold. Um, you need to be careful. You need to be careful about what friends, uh, what the people at the you know country club are saying, or you know where, wherever you socialize. Just be careful of getting financial advice from. You know the problem with financial advice like that is everybody's right at some point. You know the person says buy gold. Well, you know gold went up a lot in the last year and a half or so. Um, the person that says take social security early is happy they're getting social security, but if they live to 90, they're going to be sad they took it early if they even understand, you know, how money works. And so your social security needs to be timed based on your entire financial situation. Some people should take it really early. Not everybody should wait till 70. Some people should take social security early. I can prove that to you. Um, we can do an analysis and, and show you what circumstances where somebody should take social security early. Others should wait as long as possible. There's so many factors that go into it. Um, what I will tell you this is if you have very little money and you're reasonably healthy, you should probably wait as long as possible. The more money you have saved, the more your financial situation is positive, the more you might want to consider taking it earlier, especially if it's the difference between spending Social Security money or spending other money. Because remember, you have a lot more control over other money than you do over Social Security. So I would say this is part of our Money Map Retirement Review where we analyze when you should take Social Security. How does it coordinate with your other assets? Um, should you retire early? Should you keep working? Should your spouse claim Social Security and you don't if you have a spouse? 
And so call us. Get that Money Map Retirement Review, not just for Social Security, but to deal with all the anxiety that's out there right now. And by the way, if you're not anxious, if you're comfortable, get a second opinion. This is not something I say lightly. This is real serious stuff. This is your money. This is your financial security. And money is a tool. This is not just about the money. It's what money can do for us. It can it can buy us peace of mind. It can buy us time with our families. It can buy us quality of life, quality of health care, the flexibility to move. So make sure you're handling your money properly. Come in, get a Money Map Retirement Review, get a financial plan from us, a simple one, not a complicated one, a simple financial plan where we show you with no obligation exactly how we would handle money if we were in your exact situation because that's what we will do. That's the advice we will give you is we will give you the advice that we're following or if you're older than us, maybe that our parents are following and that's part of the Money Map Retirement Review. So call now, get a Money Map. It's free. There's no obligation. Some people become clients. Some people don't. That's perfectly all right. We are here to serve you in the best way possible. So call 1-800-705-1232. Again, 1-800-705-1232. Our website is johnsonbrunetti.com. You can get all kinds of great resources there. But the most important thing that you can do right now is call and get that money map um, you come in, have a cup of coffee with us, or we can do it online. If you want to do uh, Zoom or you want to just do it over the phone, we'll do that too. But make a call, reach out, make sure you're in good shape, especially with all the stuff that's coming up in the next few months. 1-800-705-1232. Again, 800-705-1232. You can call or you can text, whichever is easiest for you. The team from Johnson Brunetti will reach out to you later and find a time for you to have that conversation for your Money Map Retirement Review no obligation. It's completely complimentary. 800-705-1232 is the number to call. That's 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. We're about to open up the mailbag. Joel, if somebody wants to send you a question for you to perhaps answer on the show, uh, what would be the best way for them to get that question to you? Radio at johnsonbrunetti.com. Just send your questions to radio at johnsonbrunetti.com and we will answer uh, every single question. We'll answer those questions. Um, we'll answer them personally. You're not going to get some pat answer. Um, it will be based on your individual situation and um, probably a little bit of a back and forth too so we can understand your situation before you give an answer. We want to make sure we give you an answer that will improve your situation, not hurt you. And so every answer in every situation most situations are quite different. You know, if you ask me that if should you finance a car for 10 years, then I'm probably going to say no in almost every case. But most of the questions we get are very well thought out questions and we'll help you think those things through and give you an answer. Again, that's radio at johnsonbrunetti.com. Brunetti has one N and two T's. Speaking of Brunetti, uh, Nancy, we haven't talked about Nancy on the show in a very long time, but I was talking to uh, my wife's uncle, who lives in Madison, and uh, he was telling me, he, he has this claim of he knows every financial advisor in Connecticut, right? Like, he knows all of them. And I said, oh, well, are you familiar with the firm Johnson Brunetti? I do this uh, radio show with, uh, with them. And uh, he said, oh, I don't know Johnson. I do know Brunetti, though. I know that guy really well. I was like, well, he's not a guy, so... <laughs> I can't tell you how often people think my first name is Johnson and my last name is Brunetti. Yeah. And uh, that happens all the time. So I think that's, that's pretty <laughs> funny. By the way, if you're wondering uh, who Brunetti is, Nancy Brunetti, 
um, co-founded the firm and ran the firm with me for many years. And uh, she uh, has moved to Florida for the most part. She also has a house in Rhode Island for the for the summertime. But wonderful woman, uh, did a great job building the firm with me and just always had a goal to uh, to live in Florida. So when her kids got older, she was able to move down there. She helps out financial advisors and, and other firms all over the country make sure uh, that they are run well and able to serve their clients in the best way possible. So, Nancy, if you're listening, thanks for uh, all the years you put in. Hope you're enjoying retirement. John, it's not retirement. She would she would correct me on this. It's it's not retirement. She actually maintains some clients uh, down in Florida, some personal clients, and, and she still works very hard. Nancy is not the type of person that will ever retire. Well, she's retired from having to deal with you on a daily basis. How oh, that, about that? That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so it might as well be retirement. Okay. In the mailbag, uh, Todd says, I have $16,000 remaining on a student loan for my daughter. I have the money to pay it off, but it's currently not accruing any interest and payments are temporarily suspended because of the pandemic. Should I just let it sit there for now? Well, I'm going to assume that you've decided to pay it off, Todd, because it's a completely different conversation about, you know, should you pay it off or should you just know that you have the money to, to help your daughter out and maybe have her make payments for a while? That's a whole separate conversation. Um, but I wouldn't pay it off right now. If, if you know, if the payments are suspended um, and the interest is suspended, then I, I would probably just wait, you know, keep, keep that money, maybe put it somewhere. I mean, you can earn at least two, two and a half percent in a stable short-term bond fund, but uh, I would not pay the money off right now until you see how things are going to shake out. Do you find that a lot of people are in this boat where they're just trying to navigate, okay, well, I haven't necessarily been adversely affected by the pandemic, but there are some tax benefits and some things being thrown at me that might be advantageous. Should I take advantage of them or not? Well, sure. Uh, you know, it's only smart to take advantage of programs that are out there and, um, you know, whatever that might be. Um, now, one program I really have a hard time with is this rent forgiveness or suspension, um, because those are people on the other side that are collecting that rent. And, you know, you might think it's some big giant corporation, and maybe sometimes it is. But most landlords I know, they own a three family house or they own a small 12 unit apartment building and they need that rent to pay the mortgage. So, you know, if I was paying rent to somebody, I would not suspend the rent just because I could. Um, but other programs that are out there, you know, take advantage of them. Um, take advantage of them and maybe use that extra money you have to help someone else out because not everybody has access uh, to those programs. So just, you know, be smart with your money. It doesn't hurt to be smart with your money. If there's a tax break, even if you believe in higher taxes, you should take the tax break. Um, and then, you know, if you want to pay more to a charity or something like that, then do that. Um, but don't leave money on the table. Most of the time you uh, can make decisions, especially if you want to help other people that are going to be more helpful than the government can. All right. How about Clark? Clark has a question for you and says, I was furloughed for about four months this year because the state required my employer to close. Though we're back at work now, I received unemployment during those four months and it just occurred to me that I didn't have any taxes withheld from it. Am I going to end up paying some penalties on this? Uh, you're definitely going to owe taxes on it. And I don't know if you're going to owe penalties, Clark, because that depends on the rest of your situation. Um, and maybe there will be some relief. We don't, we don't know if Congress will pass some relief, but in general, unemployment benefits are taxable benefits. And so you need to be ready to pay taxes. And if you have some cash, I would make an estimated tax payment. I mean, if you make an estimated tax payment before January 15th, um, it's better. 
than waiting until you file your taxes, if you file your taxes later on in the year. Uh, and if the Congress changes its rules and says that those unemployment benefits during the pandemic are tax-free, then you just get that back as a refund. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably going to get bitten by that. Uh, you know, they, they say, well, look, you know, I was able to bring in as much with the unemployment for those months I was out of work. But, you know, there were no taxes withheld from that unemployment. It's not like you were getting the same gross amount. It was the gross amount of the unemployment equaled the net amount you were bringing home from work and there were just no taxes being held. So could come back. Yeah, to you know, you. one thing, one thing I might say is, you know, with the tax cuts that were put in, in was it 2017, 2018 that, that the administration pushed through you know, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people will pay less in taxes. Well, almost everybody in a lower income level is paying a lot less in taxes, despite what some people are telling you, just quite frankly, for most people, a lie. They're not paying higher taxes. Um, the little guy got a massive tax break, which is good. I think that's really, really good. I think people that earn fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year or less, um, you know, need some help. My son, who uh, earns a tiny bit more than that, um, he got a massive uh, tax cut, and so that should help a little bit too um, with this taxes. Because typically, if you got furloughed and you're collecting unemployment. Um, other than you know, fairly low-paying jobs, um, you ended up possibly with more unemployment than you were when you were working. Some people did. Um, that might get not get taxed as badly um, because of the new tax cuts that were put through. All right, one final mailbag question for you from Ruth, who says, My husband isn't great with money, so I pay all the bills and handle the decisions with our retirement accounts. As we get closer to retirement, I'm starting to wonder if I should make him get more involved. What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, Ruth, you need to get him more involved. He needs to understand. He doesn't have to understand every nuance of investing, um, but he should understand where the money is, what it's for, what the long-term plan is. Um, you know, as you get close to retirement, what are you going to be able to live on every single month? Um, what's a good amount to say, you know, whether it's $3,000 a month or $30,000 a month, what's that amount, that targeted amount that you know you've saved enough money to live on for the rest of your lives? And so he can begin to get a mental picture of what that will do. So he should absolutely have a picture of what's happening in retirement and right now building up to retirement. And again, one of the advantages people uh, have with our money map is many times there's one spouse that's very involved in the finances and there's another spouse that that doesn't want to be involved or they don't want to be involved in the investments. Maybe they just want to be involved in, in the bill paying and the outgo. And it's important to have a tool that you can look at where both spouses, Ruth, can understand where the finances are and it's in plain English. You're not handing somebody that's very financially sophisticated isn't handing the other person that's Excel spreadsheet with, with tons of numbers on it that doesn't mean anything. One of the gifts um, that people like Warren Buffett has and, and other people is they can explain complex subjects in a simple way. And very, very bright people many times cannot explain things in a very simple way. And so it's important that your husband understands where you stand. And for all of you listening to me right now, it's, it's important that you understand where you stand. And if you're married, that both of you are on the same page. Um, we're not marriage counselors, um, but we can give you many times a picture that allows you the ability to understand each other and understand your goals going forward. And quite frankly, that's what gives you peace of mind that during a time like this. That's what lets you relax, enjoy life, use money as a tool, not an end in itself. So get a money map from us. Uh, it's a fantastic tool. 
on one page you see your entire financial situation. We'll do an income analysis for you to let you know exactly how much you can spend in retirement. Um, we'll do a risk analysis for you to make sure you're not taking too much risk based on your concerns. Call now, one 800 705-1232. Set up a time to get your money map. 1-800-705-1232. We've got seven or eight books between Eric and I that we've written on various subjects. Make sure you get a copy of one of our books when you come in for a visit. And by the way, if you are still uncomfortable coming in, meeting face-to-face, most people want to these days, but if you don't, that's okay. Um, we can do a Zoom call or we can just do a phone call. Uh, we'll help you in any way that we can. Call one 800 705-1232. Once again, 800-705-1232. For your convenience, you can call or you can text that number. Either way, uh, you don't have to worry about talking to anybody right now. So you call and leave a message and say, yes, I would like a money map. Joel sounds like a delightful young man. Let's have that conversation. Or uh, you can text and say you'd like to get a call back. Either way, somebody will reach back out to you during regular business hours. Find a time that fits your calendar to have your money map retirement review, whether that's coming into the office or doing it on Zoom or whatever you prefer. Again, that number is 800-705-1232. That's 800-705-1232. Thanks so much for tuning in. For everybody at Johnson Brunetti, have a great week and we'll talk with you next time. Same time, same place on Money Wisdom. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.